Have you been praying and praying for something and God has not answered your prayers? Or it just seems like there's a brass ceiling over your prayers. Well, today we're going to talk about why your prayers have not been answered by God. Stay tuned. Beth Jones is an international speaker and author, wife to paramedic Ray and mom of three beautiful daughters, Heather, Eden, and Leah. Beth also helps aspiring speakers and writers to share their unique message. Beth encourages women to use their gifts for God, fulfilling their purpose and living a life they love. Need a dynamic speaker for your women's conference, retreat, or online event? Contact her at bethjones.net. Welcome to my podcast. This is Beth Jones at BethJones.net, international speaker, author, and coach. I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. And I've been talking about prayer lately. I love to pray, and I believe so much that God hears us when we pray, and He answers our prayers in mighty, miraculous, powerful ways. But sometimes it seems like you're praying, and God is not hearing your prayers. You're hitting a brass ceiling. Why is that? Well, in the last podcast, I talked about the scripture, James 4, 3, where it says, when we pray, we pray amiss. In other words, our motive for praying is off. And it says, you pray and you spend it on your pleasures. And that word pleasures in the original language is lust or sensual pleasures. Now, it doesn't have to mean sex. It can mean things like even food or jewelry, movies, clothes, shoes, maybe you have a shoe fetish, uh, just anything that is that is a desire of yours that kind of gets out of control. And so that's why God is not answering your prayers. In today's podcast, I want to talk about another reason that God doesn't answer our prayers. And I was looking at a ver uh, scripture, an article by Greg Laurie. This is from September 29, 2018. And the title of it is Four Things That Will Hinder Your Prayers. And this comes from his Harvest Crusade in Anaheim, Anaheim California. I actually used to live out there in Santa Ana and near Anaheim. And it was just amazing. So much to do out there in California. So hello to all you in California. And I know y'all need prayer too. Lots going on out there. But he says that another reason that God doesn't answer our prayers is we have unconfessed sin in our lives. The Bible says in Isaiah 59, 2, and this is a New King James Version, but your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. And another verse, it comes from Psalm 66, 18, New King James Version, and it says, if I regard iniquity, and that means sin, and my heart, the Lord will not hear. Now, that doesn't mean that God doesn't physically hear us. Of course, he hears us when we pray. He knows our thoughts even before we think them. He knows the desires in our heart. He knows all of our sins. Remember that Adam and Eve could not hide from God. They tried to hide in the garden with fig leaves. And God was saying, Adam, Adam, where are you? And this is in the book of Genesis. Of course, God knew where Adam and Eve were. He's God. He sees everything. He knows everything. He's all-knowing. He's the Lord of lords and King of kings. He's a God 
of the universe. He's the creator. He knew where they were. He saw them where they were. He saw the fig leaves. He had already seen what they had done, but he was asking Adam, where are you? Why? Because he wanted to be with Adam and Eve. He loved them. He, they were his creation, the creation of man, his, you know, the highlight of all his creation. He just wanted that relationship with them, that intimate relationship with them. He just longed for their presence, just as he does for ours, no matter what you and I have done. But it says the Lord will not hear. That means he's not going to answer our prayers. He's not going to bless us if we're in sin. It says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, that word regard, Greg Laurie says, regard means to cling to or hold on to. If you're practicing sin as a Christian, it will bring your prayer life to a screeching halt. Now, we all sin every day, he says, and we sin more than we think we do. But there's a difference between a Christian who sins, you know, you stumble, we all fall, and a Christian who is willfully and habitually sinning without remorse, without any plans to stop. If we, as a believer in Christ, know that we're in sin, and we're in habitual sin, and we refuse to repent of that sin, that puts us in a very dangerous place. It's us hardening our heart against the Lord. And it hurts God. And more, you know, that's the most important thing. It hurts God because he loves us and he wants the best life possible for us. But it also hurts us because why? Sin has consequences. Ultimately, sin leads to death. Now, Greg Laurie says a true Christian is miserable when he or she is living in sin. But if someone can continue in sin and even plans to sin more without any remorse or pangs of conscience, this would indicate to me that he or she is not a child of God. And he quotes 1 John 3, 8 to 9 about no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. And I know that Christians can sin and they do sin, but God doesn't want that for us. Now, we all are tempted. You know, the devil even tried to tempt Jesus, but Jesus told him no. That was when he went into the wilderness and he used the word of God as his weapon to fight the enemy. And that is our best weapon too: the word of God, reading the word of God, meditating on the word of God, praying, worship and praise the blood of Jesus. Those are our most powerful weapons against the enemy. We're all tempted. Temptation itself is not sin. Because even Jesus was tempted by the devil. What is sin is giving in to that temptation. And so that's where the battle is. And it all starts in the mind. And so we need the mind of Christ. And let me see if I can look that up real quick on my phone. And this is about renewing your minds. And it's Romans 12, 2. And it says, and be not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we need to renew our minds daily in the word of God. We also need to put on the armor of God, which is found in Ephesians chapter six. That is my husband Ray's life verse, putting on the armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, feet shall with the gospel of peace, taking the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. 
grave. And another version says the javelin of prayer. So we want to have on that complete armor each and every day. Check your armor and stay in the word of God and stay in worship and praise because those high praises defeat the enemy. Satan cannot stand when we worship and praise God. But that may be one reason that your prayers have not been answered. And I want to encourage you today that even if you're in sin, even if you're in willful sin, God can help you to overcome it. And he can also forgive you of your sin for whatever sin that is. So I'm going to look that up. Let's see. Here's some verses on forgiveness. God, whatever sin you have committed other than blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, God will forgive you. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And another one is, let's see, I'm going to make sure it gets a good one here. A lot of these are on forgiving one another. Psalm 86.5, you Lord are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. And I know this to be true because... God has forgiven me of so many sins. Another one is, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So if we have unforgiveness toward other people, that can also hinder our prayers. But the main thing is that whatever sin you have committed, God will forgive you. And I'm living proof of this. If you haven't read my memoir, Promises in the Dark, One Woman's Search for Authentic Love, it is available on Amazon. It tells my powerful, raw life story. And you can read in there the things that I have done to sin against God and others. And God has forgiven me, taken me out of the domain of darkness into his kingdom of glorious light. He can do that for you too. So I encourage you to check out that on Amazon. So remember, friend, today that your sin can hinder your prayers. Now, I know from personal experience, even when I have been in sin, God, because he is so good and loving and merciful, he has answered my prayers anyway. But I don't want that. I don't want anything standing between me and God. I, I don't want anything, you know, blocking that, that pipeline between me and the Lord. I want it to be clear. So there's a clear flow of his Holy Spirit's power in my life and in yours also. We want that pipeline to be free so that his power can fully come into us, flow through us into others. Just like Jesus, he had no sin. And so he was able to move in power and all the gifts and do miracle signs and wonders. And most of all, to save people so they would spend eternity with God in heaven, both Jews and Gentiles. So I encourage you today, friend, to go before God today before his throne and ask him to forgive you of your sins. Get a fresh start because God's mercies are new every morning. Let's look at that. They are new every morning. This is found in Lamentations 3 to 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And I love that verse. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. God's mercies are new every single morning. We get a fresh start 
every day with God. Isn't that beautiful? And you can start fresh anytime with God. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to do that right now. Just repent of your sins. Ask God. Tell him you're sorry for your sins. Invite Jesus into your life and heart. Ask him to save you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. His, he died on the cross for your sins, and he will forgive you of any sins you have committed. Again, I'm living proof of this because I've sinned so much against God, and he had mercy, and he forgave me, and he saved me. And I will now spend eternity in heaven with God, and so will you if you pray that prayer and receive Jesus as your Lord and Messiah. He is coming soon. And so you want to make sure that your life is right with God. I hope this encouraged you today, friends. If you need, if you are an event planner and you need a speaker for your women's event conference retreat, please contact me at bethjones.net on my contact page. If you need a coach, if you're an aspiring speaker and you want to write a book, please contact me on my coaching tab at bethjones.net. I would love to encourage you to step out in faith. Share your message with other people, either speaking or beginning to write your book or finishing your book. I've also helped people to get their YouTube channel started and podcasts started. So I can help coach you. Go to coaching tab at the top of BethJones.net. Be blessed and have a beautiful day or night. And remember that whatever sin you have committed, God will forgive you. He wants to give you a full, powerful, abundant life filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit of God. I will talk to you later.